Walt Disney World has set their reopening date. We're going to talk about that and more on Traveling with a Mouse. Welcome everybody to episode 269 of Traveling with a Mouse. We waited a little bit later this week because we knew the announcement was coming. So it is May the 28th, 2020. My name is Adam, and I am joined today by John. That would be me. And John. Yeah, that man me again. Yeah. Yes, yes. Jason has a lot of hosting to do when he comes back. Yes. We're going to force him to host however many episodes he's missed. Yeah. <laughs> In a row. Actually, we're just going to make him do all the talking whenever he comes back. Not that it was his fault. Right. But it doesn't matter. It's Phobity's Nalt. It's, we make the rules around here, so that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah, this is not a democracy. <laughs> yeah. It's the United uh, States of James Carter. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> if I sound muffled, I'm practicing my mask wearing and just in case I decide to uh, go to Disney World anytime soon. Do I sound different? Uh, not really. Are you really no. wearing your mask? No, but I'm putting my oh, okay. t-shirt up over my face to, oh, okay. to, uh, to kind of see what it would sound like. But apparently it didn't make a difference. Speaking of those, they are now available on our Spreadshirt store. You can get a Traveling with the Mouse face mask. And they are a 15-yard penalty. <laughs> you mean $15 penalty? What you... Oh, I guess. $15 <laughs> penalty. You said face mask, and the first thing I thought of was football. He's okay. like, face mask. Oh, okay. okay. I can't really control the pricing of what Spreadshirt comes out with for the products, so it is what it is. But there's right now, as of today, if you're listening to this on the 28th, there's a 15% off uh, promo code right now, but that's only for today. So if you're listening to this after that, there might be a promo code. Check Maybe. it out. Maybe. It's always it possible. Yeah. They do those a lot, so check back around and uh, get your face mask with our logo <laughs> slapped on it. All right, so obviously we waited for the big news story because there wasn't much until today when we got slammed with tons and tons of news essentially slammed? around one thing. Is that what you just said? Slammed. <laughs> Spammed, it like maybe? It sounded like you said splammed. I was like, is that a combination of slam and spammed? It probably yeah, is was, accurate. Right. I was kind of <laughs> going for spammed, and then I changed it to slammed at the last minute. <laughs> so it came out splammed. Yeah. So we got splammed with news uh, today. That's 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 a new word you just made up, and it makes sense, but it's when you get slammed with spam. <laughs> splammed. <laughs> sure. <laughs> It'll be in Urban Dictionary, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. All right. So let's not beat around the bush. July 11th is the official reopening date for general admission, so to speak, of Walt Disney World, Magic Kingdom, and Animal Kingdom. And then on Wednesday, July 15th, it will be Hollywood Studios and Epcot opening. July 11th is a Saturday, so that's interesting that they chose that day. I don't think anybody expected it to be July, like that far into July. I mean, some people were saying early July, but um, I don't know. What do you think of the date they picked? Uh, I was a little bit surprised that they were going to be that late. I thought yeah. that they would uh, try to take advantage of at least one of the holidays, that being July 4th. Yeah. Well, when you think about July 4th, though, the fireworks, you can't really do fireworks. So that's really what you come for for July 4th. And unfortunately, fireworks are kind of out for a while. Oh, really? I didn't realize they were just not doing any fireworks at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, no mm. parades or fireworks because the crowd will gather. Well, then maybe this makes more sense than I think because this will give them the opportunity to do fireworks. With being closed, they could do something special. Probably even put it on Disney Plus. So why would they waste the money for no one to watch them <laughs> except for being on TV? I guess that, they could do that. Just show last year's. <laughs> or they could. No do one that would too. know the difference except yeah. for the giant, large crowd <laughs> that would they be could, in all the could, shots. 
they could take this opportunity to really like put on a good like their version display instead of a YouTuber. After being closed for three months, let's waste two hundred grand on fireworks that no one's gonna watch in person. Hey, you know. <laughs> if if it happens, don't be too smug then if it does happen. Yeah. Oh, so that's why they're say. that's why they're releasing Hamilton on Disney Plus because people will forget about the fireworks. Right. Just watch Hamilton. You know, those two things, you know, they always go hand in hand, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I was a little surprised it was late, but it kind of makes sense in that regard because July 4th would draw too much of a crowd, I think. so. Well, it's especially surprising given your prediction, I'm just saying, about Universal and Disney. and. <laughs> well... If Disney had said July 11th, the Universal's still opening early. I mean, yeah, but that's just it. They didn't say it because Disney said they were opening. They did it. They they struck first. Right. They did strike first, but they knew they were going to open before Disney because Disney was taking too long to announce anything. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. Like, we're tired of waiting on them. Right. We're just Pretty gonna, much. Just go, man. We're just going to open. And they're going to have almost six weeks advantage uh, over Disney as far as, you know, time people are going to be going to Universal and yeah. Disney will be closed. Truthfully, overall, though, that doesn't really mean anything. And I say this because they're, in reality, I they act like they're in a competition, which I guess in a, they kind of are to a degree. But they really, they appeal to two different audiences for the most part. Yeah, um, sort of. A lot so, of people do split stays, though. Yeah, there might be some people that'll be more, if they're local especially, they'll be more apt to go to Universal just because they're the only one open, obviously. But, I mean, they were probably going to go there at some point anyway, so I don't see how it's going to change the perception among the people that travel right. to Orlando, which is the main main ones. Yeah, there's always demand for Disney, so they, they could open whenever they wanted to. It didn't really matter. They're going to have tons of people trying to sign up immediately for these so i guess i should mention this the you know reservation system is the only way you'll be allowed in so it's going to be probably like kind of like the pass holder previews were last year for galaxy's edge you'll have a time slot that you can book not a time slot but a date that you can book for entering being able to enter the parks hopefully if you planned like a two or three day trip or more that you would be able to reserve, you know, the week for or whatever, how many days you wanted to visit rather than one day at a time or one park at a time. They, they haven't released the details on how it's going to work yet, but it will be a reservation system for being able to buy tickets or I assume if you already have tickets that you can reschedule them for a specific day if you or days if you um, need to. I wonder just how many people that read this material that are going to think, oh, we need to stay at the resort in order to be in the parks. Because, I mean, I, I, I got to be honest, I when I first read that, that was when my first thoughts went. But then I was like, well, they're obviously talking about the same way they did Shanghai. Mm-hmm. But I think just the way it's worded and everything, there are going to be a lot of people, and they may need to clarify it if they. But they a lot of people that are going to think, "Hey, I have to stay on the property in order to get in." Is what right. they're saying. The Disney resorts are going to open July 11th. Now, they did mention on the call today that they would have cast member previews prior to July 11th, as well as affinity guests. Which to me that means DVC. Because DVC resorts are actually going to open June twenty second. Well, yeah, I think because we we talked about them throwing DVC a bone. Yeah, and that's kind of where my thoughts went. Right, that they were going to do it with DVC. And June twenty second—that's pretty early. Yeah, that's you know only a few weeks away. Well, in that case, are they saying that DVC will have access to the parks as well? I think so. I mean, why would you just let them stay without being able to get in the park? I think they will. Yeah. So they'll have access to the parks before everyone else. So they're basically getting like a VIP park experience. Yeah. And I think this is a good idea to be, to be able to slowly reopen and throw them a bone, as you said, uh, because I think they were having some issues with DVC uh, stuff during COVID-19's 
the you know the initial quarantine dvc was not responding very well to the members requests and whatever so i think they're trying to make up for it by giving them exclusive access and it's a good way to have very limited crowds for a few weeks to kind of test out all the methods they're using for social distancing and everything so it looks like jason may have backed out of that dvc contract just a little too prematurely if he still had it he might uh i know yeah (laughs) he might have the park all to himself yes Although, we'll have to ask him when he's back. Yeah, apparently next week. <laughs> so we'll see. He says he says he'll be yeah. back next week. This is like I feel like this. We're on WWE television right now. We we're talking about somebody like, oh, he's coming back next week. <laughs> okay, like the old days. Yeah. So there's lots more details to go over here, but um, I I did I wondered if they would throw pass holders a bone. However, I don't know. If that makes sense too, because you got so many probably who are local and out of state that maybe they would expand it like closer to July 11th to some other guests, but I don't know, probably Golden Oak Club, Club 33, any of those very high people who spend who are already spent a ton of money in order to just have the privilege. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although I would feel even like, more even more than annual pass right, holders. Let's say I feel like pass holders <laughs> are in that boat, but maybe not quite that high of a dollar mark. Probably. Yeah. Yes, pa- pass holders. I mean, the the pass holder is not cheap, but it's not in the range that we're talking about. So. Yeah, not for DVC or Club Thirty Three or Golden Oak for, for especially. Definitely not Golden Oak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Certainly not Golden Oak. Not even close. Yeah. So, I don't know, are they going to? We'll find out in the coming weeks. But I do know they are supposed to add on the number of days that the parks were closed onto everyone's annual passes. So, I'm curious. Or they'll give you the option to have a partial refund, I think, for the days that the parks were closed. But uh, is that going to be July 11th? Because... You could get into two parks, but not four of them that day. And, you know, if you aren't able to snag a reservation, does that still mean that July 11th is the date or the extension date, you know, if you get what I'm saying? I think they'll probably meet somewhere in the middle. They're not going to start with the exact date, but they're not going to go. They're not going to start it from when they go back to normal, so to speak, either. I think they're going to probably meet in the middle somewhere. It'll probably be. Yeah, something they consider fair, maybe August first. Yeah, just we'll thought. yeah, per- perhaps we'll find out. Because uh, you know it's going to be very limited to start with. You know, I think they're talking maybe twenty twenty five percent capacity for for the first few weeks, probably. Yeah, something in those like Shanghai kind of did. They they will go whatever they're allowed to do. They're going to go less than it. And again, what numbers are they going to go by? Okay, 25%, even at 25%, 25% of full capacity is a lot more than, say, 25% of their average capacity. Because their average capacity is probably, what, 60%, between 60 and 70%. So if you, that's almost like saying they're breaking it in half. So how, how, how low a crowds are we really talking? You yeah. know what I mean? So, And as we said, you know, we talked about certain rides like Haunted Mansion or, um, you know, like Buzz Lightyear, these kind of attractions where they're omnimovers for one. And, uh, you know, the queue line, the stretching room for Haunted Mansion, things like that, that outdoor queue where you have the things that you can touch are they going to close that off, you know, stop people from touching those things? Or are they just going to have someone continuously going and wiping that down, you know? What, yeah. what are those, what are they going to do with rides like that where you have very tight queue areas? Are they going to only let 10 people in the stretching room at a time? Are they not even yeah. going to do the stretching room and just leave, let you walk straight through? Uh, who knows? These kind of things we'll find out, I guess. As are they going to open the Haunted Mansion at all? <laughs> That's a good question too. All right. So I guess we sh- speaking of that, maybe I should go over some of the some of the things that they are not going to be doing and are are going to be requiring. Masks are going to be required for all guests and cast members. 
Now, I read somewhere, and I can't remember where I saw this now, but it said guests three and under are not going to be required to wear masks. And I guess because, like like we've talked about, my two-year-old would not wear one no matter what. Like, we can't make him. We put it on him, he'll take it right off. You know, we can't force him to wear a mask. He's two. He's just not going to do it. So I think that's probably why they're going to do that. Or they put that in there. Well, yeah, there's that. And I think three is always a good medium to go with because kids that are maybe a little bit older than that, there might be some that aren't going to do it either, but you're not going to really know the difference, I guess. Is that what I'm saying? They're not going to, they're going to like make you prove your child's age if they're not wearing a mask or something like that. And I find that hard to believe that you're going to have you bring a birth certificate in or something like that. Right. It's just a good (laughs) level to, to go with. Yeah. Some people might be looking at this saying reduce capacity. It's a good opportunity to have low weights. Not necessarily. If you take a look at Shanghai, they had reduced capacity. Some of the attractions actually had higher weights because of the procedures in place. On the yeah. and, and yeah. Some of them were about mm. like they normally were. Right. So you've got to factor in that they're going to be taking different procedures and there's a good possibility that you're going to wait just as long, if not longer in some cases for some attractions, even with Mm -hmm. reduced capacity. So, yeah, like seven doors mine train, for example, is probably still going to be an hour wait because they're going to be separating people and cars and they're not going to have too many people close together and uh, things like haunted mansion. I have a feeling they'll, separate guests uh, or parties one person will be in a doom buggy and they'll skip one or two and the next group will go to that one and spread out the guests that way so the wait times aren't going to like be super short for everything yeah and i know because we have dates set we assume that well disney world is going to be before disneyland not necessarily because they've basically been given the green light out in california and just because they announced disney world over a month away that they're going to announce it. That doesn't mean necessarily at this point that they won't do Disneyland still mm-hmm. first. I wouldn't rule it out. That is but, true. You know, I would say not likely yeah. just based on what we already know, but I wouldn't rule it out because Walt Disney World's opening date is so far away from where we are currently. Yeah, we're what about six weeks yeah. or so, or five and a half weeks, some, somewhere in the yeah. neighborhood f- from it. And. Disneyland, like you said, California is in phase two, I believe, right now of their reopening. And phase three is when Disneyland could open. So phase three could be within the next few weeks if things continue to go well there. So, yeah, it could open mid to late June, possibly. And it doesn't matter what we say or really anybody says uh, regarding this. There's people that's going to be out there that they're going to see this and think, oh, I can take advantage of low crowds and low wait times, and they're going to try to. <laughs> you're, if you're going for the low right. wait time, you're still you're going to be in for a shock or a surprise, I guess, because you're not going to you're not going to get yeah. what you're looking for. I can imagine the security screenings and everything are going to take much right. longer because you have to spread out and bag checks and everything. Uh, it's going to be a lot different than what we're used to, so. The, speaking of that, they are going to do temperature screenings as well at all the right. theme parks. They did say Which, that. I got to agree with what I've heard Mr. Testa say. I don't see how that worked because you're in central Florida. Your your body temperature is going to be <laughs> yeah. elevated just from like walking from one point A to point B. Yeah. Try Making the trek from the TTC to right. the Magic Kingdom. I feel Kingdom. like you could get a 100 degree reading just be... doing that. <laughs> so. It could be. I just, yeah. it just, I don't. It would be interesting to see what they use as the measuring stick. I guess as for who's, yeah. you know, I feel like I feel like the temperature check is the taking off your shoes of security theater in a sense because if you have a fever, it, yes, it is good to screen that out and say, okay, you have a fever, you should step aside, and we can further investigate why you have a temperature but for the most cases you're already contagious before that point anyway so it's not really a preventative measure it's more of a make you feel better measure and i would hope they're going to do these sort of things like say for instance when they started making the changes 
uh, for Magic Kingdom as far as the point to checkpoints. Um, I would hope they would do these at the same checkpoints and not like right there at the where you're about to, <laughs> to tap in, so to speak, at Magic right. Kingdom. I would hope they do it at the right, monorail yeah. stations, at the resorts, and at the yeah. Um, that's good. Magic Kingdom. I'm sure it'll be at the ticket Let's center. So. I'm guessing. But as far as like Epcot and Hollywood Studios, it's all like in the same area. Just hope so. between now and then they were able to get more of, if not all of, the uh, construction they were doing at, say, Transportation Ticket Center, or else that's not. It's going to be kind of hard to distance. <laughs> Maybe that's one, another reason why they're waiting six more weeks so they can try and yeah, do that construction. I'm sure there's a lot of preparation that they need to do. To and that's why one of the reasons why they need more time. Yeah. Some people joked on social media about like, why are they even going to bother opening Epcot? You know, they're opening two parks at a time. Right. Like, just leave Epcot closed. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, you know, a lot of people thought that and it's not a bad idea. Leave Epcot closed for a couple more months, get some of the construction done, get Ratatouille open, uh, you know, maybe even do the refurb on Spaceship Earth, which they, you know, is that even happening? Yeah. Which that's sidebar. They do have that on the app listed as under refurbishment. But my guess is they had like a, a come May 25th or whatever the day was it was supposed to close. It just automatically showed up that way and they just never changed it. That's my guess as to why it shows that currently. But we'll so see. So why don't we talk about the hours then that they have posted? Yeah, I wanted to mention that after. Let me really quickly recap the the last of the things that they're doing, and then we'll talk about sure. the hours, because the hours is very interesting. So really quickly, there will be no parades or fireworks, because they typically draw big crowds, so they're not going to have uh, you know Festival Fantasy or Happily Ever After, which that's definitely a bummer, but of course, understandable. No character meet and greets at all, so... That's kind of a bummer, too. Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is also going to be closed because they're quote unquote high touch experiences. So, other makeover experiences, I'm assuming, like the pirate thing, that's also not going to be open. And it says you won't be able to meet with characters, but said they will be out and about to delight guests. So, kind of like Shanghai was doing, I assume. Of course, they're going to continue with the hand-washing stations that they rolled out just before the parks had to close. And it says more signage is going to be spread out across the parks to remind guests to social distance and keep their mask on and whatnot. So it's definitely much more limited. I'll be interested to see what this looks like in comparison to what we've seen in Shanghai because I feel like they were pretty loose or pretty lax with the rules in a lot of areas on Shanghai. Because I, I definitely saw in video taken, I saw people not standing in the designated spots that were apparently nothing was being said to them. They did things right, right. like on all outdoor rides, if they were strictly outdoors, there was no social distancing done whatsoever on those type rides because they're outdoors. Mm. I just wonder if Walt Disney World will follow suit or will they be more strict, especially to start with? And how strict will they be? Yeah. So good question. So one other thing they mentioned that might be addressing that very issue is uh, he mentioned on this this call a social distancing squad that Disney's going to be deploying. So it's a new group of cast members that are tasked to encourage social distancing and you know the mask wearing so they're trying to be the enforcers i guess of this uh these policies so we'll see how well that goes because you know how well the uh no flash photography and that kind of thing goes when cast members try to tell people not to do that is this squad going to be stormtroopers as well (laughs) it doesn't show a picture of stormtroopers it shows a picture of cast members wearing yellow shirts so there. So, but yeah, apparently there, there were pictures going around of stormtroopers at Disney Springs to quote enforce the face mask wearing. And I haven't really looked at like footage people have been putting out of Disney Springs so far. I'm just curious as to if they if they're capturing things that maybe suggest it's not been as strict as originally thought as well. 
Well, I know that the line for the World of Disney Store, which opened today, was uh, super long. At someone said at one point six hours long. Wow, because they're only letting so many people in at a time. Yeah, and the line, of course, was so long because they were separating people six feet. You know, the groups six feet apart. So, see, that's Yikes. that's the part that I feel like they're not really going to enforce to the letter just because it's so hard to do, especially when there's lots of people. Um, yeah. Well, the other thing that I was going to mention is they say they're going to expand the mobile ordering on the app, of course, for more restaurants. I don't know if that means sit down restaurants as well, or are they going to be closed? Are they going to be reduced capacity? That kind of thing. But they're also going to use more cashless pay options, not just your magic band or the app like Apple Pay and tap credit cards, that kind of thing. They're going to try to uh, do those. So that's another one that, based on what we saw in Shanghai, that yep. it the indoor restaurants they spaced right like they had things on tables that said this one's unavailable or something along those lines this table can't be used what have you blah 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 they had them kind of spaced out right and i think they i bet they probably interchanged those when people got up they probably like cleaned it and you know they, they they probably spaced it as to how they saw fit outdoor seating they did not restrict you could sit basically the same as you could before hmm I don't know if it's been that way in Disney Springs, actually, with outdoor seating, because I haven't seen, I haven't, I haven't yeah. noticed, like, places that have a lot of outdoor seating, like a chicken guy or something like that. I wonder if they don't have any particular set of rules because it's outdoors. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a story, like, for one of the restaurants that is still closed, Art Smith's Homecoming. They were trying to very quickly build additional outdoor seating. So I think that speaks to that, where they're trying to, get as many people eating outside as possible <laughs> to uh, expand as much as they can their capacity. So do you want to talk about the park hours now? Sure, why not? So they're definitely reducing the uh, park hours. and not, not outside of things we've seen before, but outside of what we would see for July 11, sure. <laughs> yeah, for July for, <laughs> for sure, normal. yeah. The one that caught me is like, what is this special ticketed event? I guess I'm... <laughs> Magic Kingdom. It's the early morning magic. So that's what I was going to mention. They call it special ticketed, though. Yeah. So it's the early morning magic where you pay the, I think it's like $79 to get breakfast and early access to Fantasyland uh, attractions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what that's going to be. So that means from 7.45 a.m. to 9 a.m., you will have the early morning magic, which makes sense that Disney would do this to kind of get some extra cash coming in. Okay, so in order to do this, you're going to have to have first, it sounds like, a reservation to get into the park, period. Mm -hmm. And then buy the special ticket event. The special ticket, I guess, while they still last, I assume, because those are probably going to be limited as well. Yep. I mean, whereas before, all you really had to do is buy the special tickets you were guaranteed your park it you know admission if you had a ticket so right hmm. yeah so now Pretty it's very specific you have to say i'm going on july 11th you have a valid ticket that is available for that day either you purchased one before covid19 and you're rescheduling it or you have a pass or whatever that's already active because they're not selling any new tickets at this point i don't think unless they're specific date you know, for that day. So they're, yeah, you have to do that. And you have to buy the additional party, uh, you know, early morning magic ticket. I just hope things are significantly different come December. (laughs) For like your cruise, you mean? Yeah. Are you going to do a bookend? There's at least going to be a stay as far as to how much park time we're going to involve. I don't know, but definitely a resort stay. Okay. I have the cruise schedule, but I'm kind of holding out until like the last minute deals or whatever kind of happen in December. Yeah. I'm not too picky right now about where I stay so much as, you know, if I get a decent deal on it, maybe because I've, I guess I've stayed at a lot more places now. And so I, I mean, I haven't stayed at all of them by any means, but if I get yeah. a good deal, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. So Magic Kingdom is going to be 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. most of those first few days. 
and this ticketed event will be 7.45 to 9 a.m. Uh, Animal Kingdom is going to be, uh, on the 11th, is going to have a 7 a.m. extra magic hour and an 8 to 6 p.m. park time. So that is definitely an early, that's like a December closing time, you know, or, or I don't even know if they close that early anymore. If you go back to 15, 20 years ago, that was when Animal Kingdom closed all the time. So. Right. Yeah. So it's like a very so We're just going to time. retro hours for Animal Kingdom. So once uh, Epcot and Hollywood Studios open on July 15th, the park hours are going to be, for Hollywood Studios, at 10 a.m. open, 8 p.m. close. And Epcot is going to have an 11 a.m. open and a 9 p.m. close. So Epcot's usually 9 to 9 almost every day. And now it's going to be an 11 a.m. So I'm guessing World Showcase is going to open the same time as Future World. Yeah, everything be open. Point. I couldn't help but notice when we're looking at the hours, though, that it has Typhoon Lagoon 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. It's getting about the same amount of hours as the parks are. When are you doing <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. That's the same amount of hours as uh, Magic Kingdom for that day. Yeah. And that's funny. They never mention the water parks. So to see that it's opening, they... And I don't recall them ever staying as open as late as 8 p.m. before, unless I've just not been looking at the hours in a long time because I haven't paid attention to them (laughs) so long. Yeah. So I'm confused by that because if you look at the park hours, they're showing for Typhoon Lagoon like june 20th i haven't heard anything specifically about that that is weird the first day that i see hours for typhoon lagoon is june 14th and see to me i think that would be one of the worst places for that's what i would think contracting yeah being able to because i mean it wouldn't be so hard to stay so however many feet apart but you're all getting in the same water and (laughs) you know what i mean yeah and swallowing some of it in some cases, not on purpose, of course. <laughs> or you know, there might be some people doing it on purpose, but you know, it's more accidental, but still happening. So, <laughs> right, yeah. So that's strange. Uh, I don't know why that would be the case, but it shows 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. for Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon starting June 14th. So, I've not heard anything official about that. So I don't know. But and are you going to have to wear masks at the water park? Yeah. In the water. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't either. Maybe it should require scuba gear for the water parks. Just at least a, at least, at least, a, at least a diving mask. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm confused by that. So we'll see. And we'll, we'll wait to hear more on that one. But the interesting thing is on July 15th, Magic Kingdom has extra magic hours from 7 to 9 p.m. So 9 p.m. is the latest you can be at any of the parks. See, that's the other thing to me that's kind of weird, like Magic Kingdom, and especially in July, right? A 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. close. There's like almost three hours of daylight left <laughs> when the park closes yeah. in July. <laughs> so Yeah, that's just unheard of. But again, no fireworks, so there's no right. reason to be, you know, keep keep people around. So well, There's always a reason to be in Magic Kingdom at night. Come on. Well, yes, that's true. So the stragglers will have to leave at like 10 p.m. I guess. <laughs> There's probably going to be more people than ever trying to hide out and wait. Maybe they're trying to capitalize on the, the heat of the day because that is kind of one thing they say. The heat and humidity does kill the, the virus. So maybe they're trying to keep people well, when it's cooler away. But That's some of the story. I mean, I don't know that anything's ever been proven as far as that well, goes. I just saw that you know above a certain temperature and humidity level, it does help. Yeah, so I don't know, but I mean, anyway, it's, it's 98.6 in the human body, they apparently like it in there. The virus does, so yeah, I'm just saying that's true. <laughs> so, I'm looking through some of the other hours in late July. The latest I see is July 28th. Epcot will be extra magic hours till 11 p.m., so that's about as late as I've seen. Looks like on Wednesdays, Magic Kingdom will be open till 9 with extra magic hours. Hmm. If we do go, we'll get plenty of sleep this time. So I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be nothing to do after 8 p.m. 
Yeah. Well, unless you're going on a Wednesday to Magic Kingdom, but still, <laughs> it's only 9 p.m. I mean, we'll be right. back at the hotel by 10. I've actually already done something similar to this because when I went with an eight-month-old, we were we retired early quite frequently. Every day. <laughs> yeah. So I've kind of done this yeah. schedule. <laughs> yeah. When we went, when I took my son when he was like six or eight weeks old, oh, we wow. barely did... We would go into the park and go straight to the baby care center, and then we would just take turns doing rides with our other son while we took care of the little one. And then occasionally he would be asleep in my uh, the sleep shirt I had, and uh, we would ride some rides while he was sleeping. But yeah. we frequented the baby care centers, and then we would leave <laughs> pretty early. Well, see, whenever I did it with an eight-month-old, it was my only child at the time. So, um, yeah, that was pretty easy to just go back to the resort, especially when you're staying on the magic kingdom loop. We were staying at Polly that time. It made it easier too, because she was nursing. So yeah, just, you know, just taking that trip from the magic kingdom back to the resort was pretty convenient. Yeah. Always. Yep. Something else I didn't, didn't mention yet was they did say they would have monorail service with limited capacity right. as well as the ferry boat. And I assume some other boats will probably be running as well, but all with limited capacity. So they didn't mention buses yet, but I would assume they would run buses because there's some resorts you can't get anywhere unless there's a bus. So unless you drive, but or some people don't don't drive. Yeah, some people take a, a cab or a somewhere else from the airport to the resort and they don't ever have a car. So this would be interesting. What do they, if they can have any say over say third party ones, they don't have agreements with like Uber, for instance, I guess whoever's with you is considered in your group. So that wouldn't matter if you're in the same vehicle. (laughs) So, you know, that's funny. It reminds me of the time we used an Uber driver to park preferred parking for or he didn't park preferred parking he instead of driving us to the uber drop-off we had a hang tag for the preferred parking from earlier in that day and so we convinced him yes we convinced him to put his sign down and put the hang tag in and dropped us off at the preferred parking area anyway so we walked right in he probably didn't care and bobby made it a little bit easier on him too yeah he thought it was awesome actually yeah It was fun. But anyway, anything else on that as far as the hours Uh, stand out to you? Nothing in particular. You know, if you're going to plan an Epcot day during this time period, that's the perfect day to do a, um, if well, I guess if they're available, like a character breakfast, which which I don't know how they're going to do those right now. Yeah, I mean, they didn't mention character meals specifically, but I I would think buffets are going to be not happening for a while, I would guess. I would say character meals at Epcot are obviously not happening because it's lunchtime before they're open. Definitely no breakfast anyway. Right. I mean, Garden Grill had um, yeah had lunch and dinner character, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they'll continue that or not. They did say they were going to have characters, but they you wouldn't be able to have meet and greets. So right. Don't know. And there's probably going to be a different set of rules if they do have characters at the meals because you can't take pictures with them at any other point. So why would you be able to there? You know what I mean? Right. And how would they manage to like keep people from doing that? If they're there, they're going to want to do that. So it might just be better to not do it all together until they can safely do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or more safely do it. That That's, that's the thing that gets me when I talk about this stuff. Cause I'm like, there was always something that was not exactly the most sanitary about all of this stuff (laughs) before, especially when it comes to characters and you think about how many people have interacted with that character before it gets changed or washed or whatever. (laughs) So there's always been something slightly unsanitary about all of it that we've taken a risk of in the past. That's a good point. You know, I don't know. That's why I say, I don't know how, I mean, what do you do now? (laughs) You have to have Chip and Dale be in hazmat suits. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's like, oh, look, everybody is now. Everybody is now the, like, what the the crew from Monsters Inc. That uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, CDA. Right, they were the yeah child detection agency. 
Yes, the child <laughs> detection agent. That's something totally different. Mm. Yeah. Disney Springs hit capacity today because of the opening of World of Disney store and Marketplace Co-op and all the other Disney-owned stores. So I think it was pretty early, too. Like, not not long after opening, they were not allowing guests to enter Disney Springs. So that just That just baffles me because... This is an example of hyping something basically uh, actually working. Because, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Disney store, the world of Disney store is great and everything, but there's literally nothing in there that you couldn't get at some other point. Well, you can't right now, but on the resort, there's nothing there you couldn't get at some other place. And now on top of that, I, the people, it's busy in there normally, but it wouldn't have been that type of attention if it was a normal day, you know, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been given that type of attention. So, right. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. People just need their Disney fix. Of I guess. Disney like, merchandise. Yeah. Like I said, I love the store itself. Don't go every time I go. I did go the last time. That's where I got a good bit of the stuff that I did buy. But, um, at the same time, I mean, I, it's not something I just make a point to go to. Maybe it's how I feel about shopping in general. Maybe that's one. That's maybe that's the problem for me. That's true. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care. Yeah, I did see some of Bob Chapek, the CEO, <clears throat> unfortunately of Disney, was talking with CNBC and mentioned choosing July 11th as quote We want to make sure that we present our guests when we open up is going to be a quintessential Disney experience. So it sounds like they're trying to prepare as much as they can for, you know, to make it as good as possible for the guests and cast members, I guess, too. But And, yeah, and I, I kind of felt like the other thing behind doing the later hours, even though I was still surprised that they were going that late, is maybe they're kind of taking a step back and saying, let's see how the... Universals and Sea Worlds, how their stuff works out for them, or if mm-hmm. we'll take a look and see if there's any spikes or if things get a little worse in that same time frame. Good point. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. They might be able to learn something that they can apply, <laughs> learn from their mistakes because there probably will be some mistakes made by everybody. Yeah, right now, I I feel like you know the places that were you know there the states that were opening up more, reopening more you know, the amount of criticism they received versus the numbers of cases has not really been what you would probably think, I guess, is the best way to describe it. So it hasn't really, I would say it hasn't really affected it as much as some people feared. Yeah. So up to this point, I mean, there's still time will tell, but so far it hasn't been dramatic yet, but well, nowadays, nowadays stories, there's dra- there's a dramatic on one side and there's a dramatic on the other, and the truth is somewhere in the middle. That's just the way everything operates nowadays. Yeah. So, yeah, that's about all I can tell. Baby Yoda, I'm sorry, the child plush was available in the World of Disney Store, so I'm sure that was what people were lining up six hours for. Oh, yeah, that could be part of it. That was one of the big new items that people saw plus there was a pineapple backpack that had mickey ears on it i guess people wanted that i don't know perhaps mandalorian iphone cases yeah pool float mickey ears i don't know uh, the other story that i thought would be interesting to mention here now that i think about it is um Chapek also talked about this today that they are in talks with the uh, nba and apparently major league soccer well, Chapek said they would be glad to host them, but I think they definitely are in talks with the NBA to host um, a remainder of a season and playoffs for NBA to take place at Wild World of Sports. Well, and NBA is actually discussing the possibility of just going straight to playoff play. And yeah, and that makes sense because it's so late at this point. But uh, a lot of people were talking, you know, are they going to have to host all 30 teams 
in the hotels and of course if they're if they go straight to the playoffs it'll be significantly less but still you'll have to host them in the resorts but if they do this start this before july 11th then they would have 100 percent occupancy to fill um, the <laughs> nba players if they needed to host them you know what i think would be really cool now that i just thought about this and it would be interesting to see just because it'd probably be the only time you'd ever see it yeah. If they had a playoff scenario in which all 30 teams make the playoffs. And so you start out with like single elimination or maybe small series elimination games and then get it down to your normal number of teams hmm. and see how that turns out. I would love to see that personally. I doubt like they would a, love to see it because they think somebody will probably end up losing in a, in a fluke game and be out of it. But I would love to see that. Like a bracket yes. system. Yeah, I think it would actually attract viewers, personally. They might do it. So what's the closest hotel to Wide World of Sports? It's probably like Art of Animation or... The the All-Stars. Yeah, the All-Stars. Well, yeah, I guess the All-Stars is kind of across the world drive from it. I think someone on Twitter actually made that joke about they should be staying at the, you know, (laughs) All-Star Sports, sports. (laughs) specifically the basketball rooms. Sure. (laughs) I'm sure the uh, what what size? What are they full? Um, are they twin or full size? What are the beds? Yeah, I twin? don't think they wouldn't even house the average basketball player. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say who who would be able to fit on a bed? You have to push the beds together and sleep diagonally plus, <laughs> for a player. Plus, to fit. I think even for them, uh, I think they're probably used to a little more spacious accommodations when they normally would be on the road. Even the yeah. lowest paid player in the NBA yeah. would probably be used to that. I saw a rumor that Coronado Springs was going to house the uh, NBA players, like Grandestino. It would make sense. Yeah. But I don't know if there's enough rooms, uh, Grandestino alone, just to house well, enough players. But Saratoga? I mean, that's in the general area, too. Yeah, that would make sense. And then there's other, like, isn't there, like, um, the Four Seasons is down there in that area and the Waldorf. So there's other hotels that could probably cut in on some of that. But I'm sure Disney would want as much uh, revenue as they could get from from that. But I think that would be cool. Um, They also, you know, the Major League Soccer would be interesting to see down there. I don't know what their facilities are for soccer but that would be pretty cool too to have down there but if they do both of those you know that's a lot of people coming down for a sporting event that's going to be tough to keep people separated and you know keep enough people from spreading something (laughs) too i mean the way i view this currently that's does these types of uh things they're trying to put in place are not going to last very long and we're either going to have um, an issue because of that or we're going to go back to business as somewhat usual sooner rather than later depending on how it all happens so yeah we'll see hopefully we can but we'll see we really need jason here to tell us all the data facts and scare us into you know hiding under our desks for the next three months but that probably wouldn't be the best idea on this show, but I mean, you know. <laughs> Next week, everyone, he will scare us with his uh, data knowledge <laughs> of what's really going on out there. So His data knowledge. <laughs> his data points. Would you go uh, July 11th if, if you... No. Like, no? Okay. No, uh, just because... I mean, I'm not against anybody that wants to. It has nothing to do with that. I'm just, I, based on everything I see, and I don't want to go through that kind of trouble just to go. Yeah. That's just limited experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, because I've been in so many times. I don't have, uh, there's no, there's no need or uh, there's no grand need for me to experience this. Yeah. I would say no, but also, honestly, I've gotten fairly stir crazy. To the point where another month from now, I might be like, shoot, I'll go anywhere just to get out of the house. And I would trust Disney with cleanliness more than uh, most places. So Yeah, I could, you know. I could see that. Yeah. 
I gotta say, for me, as far as the Disney side of it goes, I mean, right now I'm not any further removed from when I was last there than about normal right now right. than my has been nor my normal has been for the last few years at least. Didn't go at all in eighteen, so I'm not really that far removed from the normal gap, <laughs> I guess that I should right. say. So that's why it doesn't feel any different. Well, Jason and I were supposed to be there right now. <laughs> As we speak, we were going to be there for this whole hey, week. But You guys had gone quite frequent. That's what I said that before about the knowledge about with the annual pass. I was like, are you getting the annual pass because you're going to be going that often, or are you going to be going that often because you got the annual pass? It's kind of both. So, it's kind of twofold. Yeah. You feel obligated once you get it. That's the thing. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Once you, because you pay in full up front. It's like, well, <laughs> the clock's ticking. <laughs> make, make it worth its while. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, I guess that'll wrap it up for this week. You can continue to follow along with us on our website, travelingwithamouse.com. You can keep the conversation going by commenting and those kind of things there. You can also email us, podcast at travelingwithamouse.com. And you can visit our Patreon page and help us that way, patreon.com slash TWTM podcast. We're on social media, of course, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is all at TWTM podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which you can buy your exclusive TWTM merchandise, including masks now. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. So for John John and myself, Adam... This has been Traveling with a Mouse, and we will see you on our next trip. John and John walking through the forest. He goes, Dee da dee do do, Dee da dee do do.